be so mad if like we went through the entire thing realizing and it recorded the same time. <laughs> um okay cool so i have <laughs> i have um the black dahlia case and the john benet ramsey case um mm -hmm. so whichever one you want to talk about first and then we can uh two-part it because i know this is going to be like a longer <laughs> 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 so i don't want michael being like oh like it's over two hours yeah okay so i'm not gonna do it <laughs> <laughs> well like he makes fun of me because like sometimes i enjoy like going out and like ghost hunting <gasps> sort of really yeah and I told him about this one time, my sister and I went to Ajax because there was like a list of like most haunted places in Ontario or whatever. And one is a cemetery in Ajax. So I made the mistake of telling him that I drove to Ajax to go look for ghosts and now he makes fun of me. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so when I'm like, yeah, me and Belle are doing another podcast. He asked what it's about and I'm like, serial killers and like haunted things and he's like yeah. oh my god i have to listen to that <laughs> yay <laughs> um we both think we saw something but like i don't know like you know how like when it's dark sometimes your eyes plays tricks on you or like you really want to see something so your eyes like sort of fake something but we both said we saw the same thing it was like this like long black shadow and it was like it was a bit away but it was sort of like walking like between the graves and both of us just sort of stopped and we're like do you see that and then we turned right back around and got in the car to give you guys a proper intro to the episode because our recording prior had left out most of my intro and most of the Black Dahlia's gruesome tales which sucks but the rest of it is still there the all of John Bonet's case are still there it's still a lot of fun it's still a great episode with Kaylee um, but you guys will hear a lot of like cuts um, and that's not because I edited it out, it's because the recording just happened to not pick up my voice, apparently. It just picked up Kaylee's, which is fine, but kind of sucks for you guys. So, I hope you guys still like it. Let me know Let me know what you guys think. Let me know if you guys have, like, any knowledge about either of these cases. We can chat about it because I love, 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 love all the spooky, horror, serial killer, ghost story vibes. So... Yeah, hope you guys enjoy. Thank you for listening. Okay, bye. Um, I'm kind of interested to learn more about the Black Dahlia case because I know you said you were like doing research on it and it's like blowing your mind. Because <laughs> I had no idea what that was. Like I was looking it up today and like the only thing I can find is just that it's like the most famous and like it's an unsolved case like there's like so I'm interested to know more like are there conspiracy theories like what's the deal because I like I need I need the deal. I couldn't 
like no, we they don't have the same resources that we ha like have now to solve cases like this yeah. uh, they got her fingerprints off the corpse and sent it to the fbi through um a sound photo machine so i looked it up <laughs> and apparently a sound photo machine is the equivalent to our fax machines oh and i was like okay. that probably came off really shit yeah right because i mean fax machines nowadays like even if i fa like rarely fax anything when i do it's either black and then you can't read anything or like you can and it's super pixelated and you have to send it over and over again yeah um so i was just i was blown away by that just because i was like that's so stupid like obviously you could have easily put this on anybody else anything because those fingerprints probably weren't even clear um which is a scary thought to think about that it might not even be elizabeth short yeah i was gonna say like how do they know for certain that it is her right like those it's, fingerprints it's, could be anybody yeah and like who knows how long that body was you know dead before this person like dumped it yeah because like I, you know i mean i've never personally seen a dead person but i would imagine they're not necessarily recognizable yeah uh for the most part yeah no kidding and then like and what's it was sorry go ahead <laughs> <laughs> well unless it was like fresh but to have drank her blood and you know taken out all of her organs cut her in half cleaned her up and then disposed of her i don't imagine that was a you know one day adventure yeah exactly and it's funny that you actually mentioned that because i didn't read that in any of the articles that the police even like wondered how long her body was there for or um you know like how long he had her tortured or whatever like i, I guess because of resources again aren't the same that we had but the question would have been nice to read yeah. uh, like it almost felt like they didn't really care about her it was just like this big hollywood thing that they found a body that was mutilated the way hers was mm -hmm. um i i read that she was when they ran her fingerprints apparently she was already in the system um for california and then she applied to work in the u.s army base for a little while which is why she was already in the system interesting which is really weird i know i was like I, my understanding is that she wanted to go to la to become an actress yeah that's what i read also. right so i was like oh that's weird that she was in the system for like wanting to work in the u.s army mm-hmm so I'm, again, the question is like, is that really Elizabeth Short? Like, that doesn't sound like the same, like it doesn't connect in terms of, you know, wanting to be an actress and then wanting to be on the US Army base, like. It's like almost as if the facts of her, or yeah, the facts of her fingerprints, like potentially translated into someone else's fingerprints. Right. You know, like I know everyone's unique and whatever, but like, really how far off can one person's be from another yeah exactly especially if it's under like a fax machine grade machine oh yeah right it could have been oh, in yeah. 
Um, yeah. Some, um, ba, 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 ba. I read that some people link the case to the Cleveland torso murders, um, which is interesting because Cleveland, I'm not really good at geography right now, but I know Cleveland <laughs> isn't exactly next to LA. Um, so mm -hmm. police officers, oh. were saying, right? That's so far. So they were like, police officers were saying that they felt um, Elizabeth's murder was familiar um, because apparently a serial killer had from like 1934 to 1938 killed 12 victims and they were all like dismembered the way hers was. Interesting. Like and, exactly the same. Yeah. Like they, she, it was like a oh. torso thing apparently. Um, so they were connecting her killer to that one, which is weird because she got murdered in 1947 so that means the killer went from like cleveland to la because they found him or they found the original cleveland bodies from 1934 to 1938 so like he waited a while moved to la and then killed her is what they're theorizing um and they were both never caught the the torso guy or the black dahlia's killer yeah oh yeah you know, uh, that's, I know there's like sometimes like copycats of stuff because, you know, obviously that's sort of a bit of a stretch. Yeah. Like a serial killer from Ohio is, yeah. is going down to, to LA. I mean, it's possible. But like, I mean, what year was this again? Like 1947. 40? Like, yeah. Like, how hot was the press back then? Because if there's a serial killer in Cleveland, you really think, like, down in California they were getting that news? That's a good... That's like, a do good you think... Point. No. No. So I wonder if maybe the police are actually right. It's so hard to, like, think about this happening back in like the 1940s yeah because like my first thought is like sweep her nails for dna <laughs> yeah but I'm like oh would they get the news in california like i yeah no that's a really good I question have so many questions. i know <laughs> that's actually that's a really good point though because um like back then you're right like they would have like no like local newspapers and then maybe like cross country news stations, but like even now they still have very specific stations for each state. Like when you go there, you'll mm -hmm. have like the Chicago or sorry, the Il Illinois um, station for Chicago or whatever. And then yeah. only yeah. have all the Illinois stuff. But I guess, but again, that's here or sorry, that was, that's, that's now. Um, mm -hmm. But back then, like you're right, like the likelihood of, someone copycatting it because they saw it on the news and thought oh that's kind of cool yeah is unlikely so the police might have had a good theory behind it but i mean 
I read a, a lot of the murders that I was reading about. It was kind of frustrating because the police never really followed up after. They're like, well, there's no evidence. I mean, I don't really know what to do about it now. Yeah. Um, so that was just annoying. Um, and then a month after her murder, so the, a month after the Black Dahlia's murder, they connected another murder that they dubbed the lipstick murder. Um, another woman's body was discovered in LA that was similar to her. Um, and then the the weirder parts about that story is that it was way too similar to her. Like another stranger found the body. Um, the girl that the the victim also had dark hair like Elizabeth. Her face was badly beaten. Um, the only difference in like what happened to her is that apparently um, on her stomach, someone wrote in bright le- red lipstick, fuck you, and then the initial BD. Um, and then just below that were the letters T-E-X. So people, or the police were theorizing that it's probably like a fuck you to the Black Dahlia. And then the killer decided to initial it with his T-E-X under. Um, but they never solved that one either. Wait, so they think the second woman getting killed with that message is they think that's like them saying like fuck you to like the first girl yeah <laughs> i don't <laughs> right the connections are so weird like why would why would a killer kill someone and then write on that body, like, screw you, other dead lady? Yeah. <laughs> like, what were they doing back then? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it either. I don't understand. I mean, the police hesitated to make the connection, but a lot of people were like, obviously it's the Black Dahlia. And I was like, but how? If I killed it- someone new... I wouldn't do it in spite of a body that I was like, I wanted that body. Yeah. Someone took it away from me. I'd probably say, like, fuck you to the person who killed her. Yeah. Like, why do I care about the dead body? I don't even know. <laughs> LA police. Jesus Christ. God damn it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, the weird thing, this, this murder is so strange because um, because of the like infamous um i guess like detail about her people Mm -hmm. came to confess to the crime so many times um that the la times actually um uh, wrote an article saying that more than 500 people came to confess that they killed her more than 500 people confessed yeah I've never heard that happen before. <laughs> I just want to know, like, 500 is a lot of people. Yeah. So, like, did they have any kind of evidence or anything that could potentially tie them to the killer? Like, if that person was in this lineup, one yeah. of the, like, 500 people who confessed, would they have even had a way to be, like, yeah, I believe you. It's you. No, no, because they don't have. They never had any evidence that can probably like properly connect her to the killer, right? Like they had her mutilated body. 
And that was pretty much it. <laughs> we know who she is, we think, and uh, <laughs> we have the corpse. And yeah. that's that. So case closed. Yeah, exactly. They're just like, well, we have pictures of her and people have confessed. So we know someone killed her. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't think it's so stupid. Oh my God. <laughs> We know someone did. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Um, so this is when I started to get mad because they had one of, or they dubbed him as one of the more notorious suspects. Um, so his name was George Hodel. He was a physician who ran a venereal disease clinic in the LA during that time. So in like the 1940s. Okay. Um and then the Guardian was saying that Hodel was on a list of six primary suspects, um, so much so that they, the LAPD even bugged his home during the investigation to see if, like, he would talk about his murder. You know, being a psychopath, you probably were like, I'm so proud of doing whatever it is that I did. Yeah. Um, so he died in 1999, and that's when his son Steve Hodel decided to accuse him of killing Elizabeth in the in his 2003 best-selling book. He decided to do it like years down the line in a best-selling book about his dad killing the Black Dahlia. <laughs> Does he have like concrete like ideas or is this just like a like I want to like sell a book <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah um I mean it worked but um apparently in the book he claims that his father's handwriting matches strange letters to the police um and that are supposedly from the killer um, and then Steve said that he also uncovered photos of a woman who resembles Elizabeth um, in his father's personal photo album, and then said that because his dad had that medical background being a physician, um, it would explain, like, the cutting at the waist type of thing, and, like, taking out the body and draining her body thing. Um, I'm just mad that he didn't decide to do this any sooner. Yeah. Right? Well, like, so he put this book out in 2005? 2003. Oh, 2003, sorry. Yeah. Uh, how, do you know, like, how old he would have been in 2003? No, his dad, I mean, his dad. He, uh, it didn't state how old he was, but, like, he waited, like, five years, like, after his dad died. Oh, yeah, that's true. I was gonna say, like, it's, you had these thoughts at all yeah ever like why would you not say something like, right as soon as that thought crosses your mind like hey like that picture looks kind of familiar or like the like this handwriting not just like that like why like why wouldn't you say something i know i know and like not write about it in a book that d happened to be a bestseller I kind of want to read that now, though. <laughs> um, but 
Unfortunately, the police had to discount his claims because Steve also thinks that his dad was a Zodiac killer. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, God. So I thought that part was funny. It didn't make me too mad. I mean, the only part that I, like, was frustrated about was the fact that he decided to write a book so long down the line. Even yeah. waited till his dad died. Like, dude, speak up maybe while your dad's alive so yeah. we put him in prison. I don't know. Yeah. Um, there is a TV show called I Am the Night um, that centers around his dad, like, um, George Hodel being the prime suspect in the Black Dahlia case. I've never seen Ooh. it, but apparently it's really good. Interesting. Yeah. That is sort of interesting, though. Like, he's the main person of interest yeah and like he that with that medical background it would explain the ability to drain a body of blood and dissect it yeah because like no schmo off the street knows how to do that especially not in 1947 yeah no kidding yeah exactly so he would have been a good um suspect i think but there's one person that i'm convinced that probably did it and i'm so angry because i this was like a little tidbit in the mental floss article and i tried looking everywhere for any sign of you know the police went further on the investigation of this guy nothing um so they suspected a bellhop his name was leslie dillon he was, uh, so he was a bellhop, a writer, and he happened to be a mortician's assistant. Oh. Right? Oh. Right? I'm so angry. So he appears in the FBI case files and reappears in 2017. I know. Only because an author named P.U. Eatwell argued his guilt in her book, The Black Dahlia Red Rose. So they never followed up with him. Like he apparently he was just like a suspect, but nothing came out of it. And then an author wrote about him in her book, and the police were like, "Well, maybe in 2017." Oh my god! I know. Was this guy like still alive then? Like when he was mentioned in the book? Like was there any rebuttal from him, or was he like long gone? (laughs) Like, there's so little about him that I don't even know how old he was. I mean, I'm assuming he was probably younger uh, than Bellhop, so he mm-hmm. might have been alive, but really old. Right, okay. Um, oh, a mortician's assistant. Right? That's what I was access. like, on. And if he works at a hotel, he has access to a walk-in freezer. Oh my god. Holy shit. <laughs> Did we just solve the murder? Yeah, I know. <laughs> we need to tell the police right away. <laughs> oh my god. Could you imagine it being solved in 2020? Like <laughs> over Corona and everything. Oh my god. Um oh my god. So I love that you picked up on the mortician's assistant because I immediately was like, holy fuck, he's the one. Or she's the one. <laughs> she definitely killed it. Um but that that makes a lot more sense to me than even like this practitioner whatever Uh, as a mortician like that's literally your 
your job is yeah. to like clean out bodies and drain yeah. them of blood and and preserve them yeah is that crazy he, he did it <laughs> we have solved the case oh i mean he fucking did it he had to right this bitch like, i remember like from what i was able to read on it is just like you know she's a um she was trying to be an actress and um how they they i know you mentioned how like they interviewed all the men in her life because she was sort of like sleeping around or or something or like that's you know at least what they were saying i wonder if maybe this bellhop was one of the people that she was around with maybe he didn't want to share yeah i wondered that too because i was like he's he's a bellhop so he worked in hotels at some point she was probably at a hotel or something um and the other part that i was like he has to be the one he's a writer i mean what else is a better book to read about except for the like for the fact that you murdered someone and didn't claim to murder her like this became national news or in not international but national news um best book ever bro <laughs> bro <laughs> i mean obviously not the best book but like he could have been rich oh my god right what and then so the the more that so apparently when the police decided to interview him he knew too much about her murder and then didn't go forward with the fact that like why why do you know so much about her murder back in the 40s yeah when they questioned him yes so he knew more about it than the police and the police weren't like that's a weird flag yeah yeah no, they didn't what oh i know I know. In this case i have words <laughs> so like oh my god even excusing that they don't have the technology to be able to you know look people up and check fingerprints on their own and swipe nails and whatnot if you have any common sense at all yeah you say wait a second that's weird yeah like holy shit guys he would have to go through local newspapers I mean, newspapers overall is just so boring to bloody read. And you'd have to find like clippings of her articles in newspapers. That's a lot of effort. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then as a bellhop, I can't imagine you being an mortician's assistant. I can't imagine you being paid well in the 1940s. So you probably don't yeah. have a TV. That's true. Maybe right. he lives in a hotel. Real creepy, bro. Oh my god. I know. I'm just picturing like one of the bellhops from um Tower of Terror at Disney. Oh my like god. One of those real creepy, like old timey. Oh <laughs> yeah, I can see that too. Oh, He's real god. like innocent looking, but like also menacing at the same time. Yeah. Oh, sociopath. Oh fuck that. I guy. know. <laughs> so in 2018, this is the last thing I found. Um, in 2018, a retired officer named Buzz Williams 
He was with California's Long Beach Police Department. His son, or sorry, he was the son of Richard F. Williams, which is, um, his dad was part of the LAPD gangster squad. So I guess he was like part of the, the department that was in charge of the Black Dahlia case. Um, Buzz told Rolling Stone that his dad told him that he thought Leslie Dillon was the killer and other cops suspected the same, but they couldn't connect him. Um, And so they thought like at the very least he was the accomplice. So I'm like, if he's not the killer, why didn't you interview the mortician? I mean, hell, like, this is in fucking bold black letters yelling at you guys. He's the mortician's assistant. You think he's at least the accomplice. So the accomplice of the mortician's assistant would be the mortician. And I found nothing on th- I'm like, I'm infuriated just reading these articles. I already solved the, I already solved the case. I already- oh, my God. stupid. <laughs> I was like, this is the dumbest fucking thing I've read in the entire... I'm like, how is it that you were like, I think it's him. We should probably follow up, but we won't because we don't know if he did it or if he was only helping someone. Who is the someone, guys? Holy fuck. Oh, I... (laughs) So angry. Oh my god, I can see the rage. (laughs) <laughs> I was just like, I solved the case. Give me the award or the reward or whatever for solving the case. Yeah. I was in the yeah. 1940s. Yeah. Like, he's obviously dead. Oh my God. Right? There's no satisfaction in this either. So it's just, and the, the thing that I learned um, that made me even more mad because a lot of the murders are unsolved that I found. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the police won't disclose who the actual killer is despite them solving the case later down the line because they think that it's respectful to the to the killer's family being that the killer's already dead so the family doesn't have to feel the oh. pain yeah you know <laughs> i love oh. how you're like yeah okay <laughs> i mean I get it, but also, like, I want to (laughs) know. Right? There's, like, no fucking retribution here, guys. Yeah. (laughs) My God. You know, they just don't want to show up and be like, yeah, okay, it was the bellhop, we know. Yeah. (laughs) We knew it all this time, we we didn't want it. (laughs) Oh, my God. I was just like, this is ridiculous. I cannot believe this is a thing. I actually stopped doing my research just because I read that last part. I'm like, I'm over got so mad. <laughs> if all the unsolved cases are so obvious now, why? 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 And it's the, so I decided to like look up if anything came up after 2018. Mm-hmm. There's an actual article in the Toronto Sun about oh. how um last year so it was 2019 when they wrote this article and the article was saying that they thought that steve hodell's father so george hodell um that physician who his 
he also thought his dad was a Zodiac killer. Yeah. Um, they thought that he was the killer. And I'm like, no, Toronto son, it was clearly Leslie Dillon and his stupid boss. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Do your research. <laughs> my goodness. Oh my god. I just want to know, like, I'm sorry if this is maybe the dumbest question that's ever come out of my mouth, but, like, <laughs> have, like, the laws have, have changed, like, substantially, right, in yes. the last, so, if, I would imagine they were a lot more lax back then, like, I feel like you don't need as, like, concrete proof or evidence like it's sort of like maybe things were a bit more circumstantial back then right maybe yeah so for them to be like yeah I, I think it's like you know it's this guy like 85 percent but if not he he definitely helped like is that not enough like for for him <laughs> to offer up all of these like details that he shouldn't have known yeah and then them to be like yeah it's probably him yeah but if not he definitely helped like he knew too much like is that not enough like right did they have not been like that information wasn't released so you're going to jail yeah yeah you're right i mean a lot of i i, I mean isn't that the whole point of uh, a lot of cases or open cases now is that they had to go back um and retry these cases because like the circumstantial evidence was circumstantial evidence yeah. and like a lot of guilty people are now innocent people this guy leslie dillon if you're listening to my podcast because you're still alive you're guilty dude like we we know that the police should have at least tried him but they didn't yeah i'm busy Hi, Kaylee's parents. <laughs> is your dad? This, this is the second time. Oh, is your mom? No, it was, no, it was my dad this time. The <laughs> first time was my mom. I got you check piece now. <laughs> so cute. Oh my god. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. You, I mean, we have a case on our hands that we've just solved. No. Yeah. We got I, it. I hope this podcast blows up. I know. <laughs> People hear it. Yeah. They're like, holy yeah. shit, Bell and Kaylee solved the case. Yes, we Are did. Are you listening, LAPD? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're clearly dead. The mortician and Liz Leslie Dillon are dead. But I would like the satisfaction of knowing that we solved the case and you guys are morons. Yes. <laughs> yes. There's no doubt about it. It had to have been him. It had, and, oh my god. There's no way his family, you know, wasn't hearing that either. Like, anyone who knows about the case must be like, oh, it has to be him. Yeah. Well, it's either him or the the doctor or whatever. Yeah. Seems yeah. to be the division. But, like, their families know. They know yeah. that they were a suspect. So yeah. screw them. And, yeah. like, uh, who is it? Yeah. <laughs> Name names. I mean, we know, but like, say it out loud. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. 
like you see it in, in TV shows and stuff all the time, right? Like you see um, someone, like someone's suspect uh, picture on the news and then like they describe what happened and someone's just like, oh fuck, my brother does the same thing. Leslie Dillon has family that I know is holding this pain in their hearts. They should solve yeah. the murder. Yeah. You know? For sure. That'd be nice. <laughs> case closed. Case closed. Yeah, you can close that case. I mean, it's probably not open, but like, wouldn't it be nice to, you know, solve the, an unsolvable case? Yeah. Just have one less, like, unsolved case. Right? So, um, John Binet's case uh, was just as infuriating, if not at some point, like, I had to stop reading because it got really disgusting. Oh, yeah. Um, and also because I realized that she's the same age as me if she was alive now. So that I was just like, I don't want to read anymore. <laughs> yep. Ah, oh, she'd be 30 now. It's so sad. That is so sad. Oh my um, god, she had a whole life. Right? Oh my god. It's part of the <laughs> No, the Rona. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Um... Okay, so you suggested the John Bonet case, and I—it's funny because you're like, "Yeah, have you ever read anything about her?" I remember growing up with this case, mm-hmm. um, and to my surprise, they actually closed it. Um, kind of—I don't know. These cases are so stupid. Police are so dumb sometimes. Yep. Um, so she was born on August 6, nineteen ninety, in Atlanta. And then she died, oh, she got, she was murdered December 26, 1996 in Boulder, Colorado. So she was only six. Yeah. Which is so sad. Teeny little little baby. I know. Little bum. Um, So her parents called the police at 5.52 in the morning, the following morning, um, Mm -hmm. to report that their daughter was missing. And in my mind, I'm like, what is the time frame between the killer killing her? I'm assuming at night, because they they reported her missing the morning after. And I'm just like, I I guess I wouldn't be looking for my kid between the hours of like eight. Was she six? So seven, maybe like PM, just because I'd put her down to sleep at like pretty early at night, yeah. or I'd ask her to go to sleep earlier, and then not really check on her until the next morning. But I like I'm still like that's a really long time to not wonder about your kid. And think, and it's also really early in the morning to be thinking that your daughter was missing. Like, why are you awake at six in the morning? I mean, I know, at least with my mom, she's a worry wart. So I like, I can hear her if like I'm up exceptionally late 
and she happens to like wake up in the middle of the night she'll like walk down the hallway and like make sure like everyone's in bed so like I could see maybe if like her mom woke up and was like oh you know I'll just check or whatever I'll just make sure but at 5 a.m to notice your child's not in bed and immediately call and say she's missing yeah when she was found in the basement yeah did you not check your house yeah right like wouldn't you be like john benet (laughs) (laughs) where are thou (laughs) yeah i didn't get that either i was just like i would just I mean, I'd be freaking out for sure that my kid's not in bed at six in the morning. But I also mm-hmm. would be like, well, maybe they're downstairs eating cereal or something. I wouldn't immediately think, oh my gosh, she's missing. Yeah. Right? Especially like, it's not like she's like a toddler, which, oh my God. Oh my God. I just thought of another case. Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I'm not going to change the subject. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's not like she's a toddler who's, you know, just disappeared. Like, a six-year-old? Yeah. Like, at six, I was definitely, like, up, and if I was thirsty, I'd go get water, and, like, it's not like they're not independent at all. Yeah. So is it completely out of the ordinary for a six-year-old to be out of bed at 5 a.m.? No. I don't think so. Like, she's capable of doing things on her own. Right? So I was just like, like, that's weird. Yeah. Because to immediately say, like, oh, she's missing. Well, did you check the bathroom, the kitchen? You clearly didn't check the basement. Like, did you look outside? Did you put any effort into looking at all? Yeah. But, like, not to, like, (laughs) skip so far ahead, but, like, you know, like, the the family is sort of, like, one-way people go as far as like placing blame yeah so like if to say like the mom was trying to cover something up like why would you immediately call the police yeah yeah unless well because i know like they have to be missing like 24 hours or whatever so like what if it was like a you know my kid's missing and they're like okay we'll make a note we'll keep an eye out but like that's the extent of it yeah so maybe cops weren't on their way and maybe that was like a some kind of a cover interesting like trying to make it seem like we care because she's missing and the cops are like well we'll make a note that you guys are concerned that your daughter's (laughs) (laughs) thanks you noticed (laughs) yeah you're not one of those reckless parents who don't know where their kids are at six in the morning. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's funny that you brought that up because I remember when I read that, I was like, the only time my parents have ever been, like, genuinely concerned that I wasn't in bed at, like, unruly hours of the morning is because I was a reckless teenager. Cool. Yeah. Right? And they were just like, holy fuck, where are you? Um. But that's because they know, like, I'm capable of being really stupid. A six-year-old is capable of maybe reaching for a stool to grab something on the high shelf at that time. Yeah. 
right? So it is really weird that, like, you're right. Like, it's really weird that your first thought is my kid's gone. Yeah. Like, where would she go? She's six. Yeah. (laughs) Guys. Where would she go? And, like, it's not like this is, like, so long ago. Like, it was the 90s, for Christ's sake. Like, Uh, I know. It's not, well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it's not like, it's not like with the Black Dahlia where this is, like, the 1940s and it's like, well, what were parents thinking back then? Yeah. We know what parents were thinking back then. Yeah. Because our parents were parenting then. Yeah. Like, no sane person wakes up and is like, oh, shit, they're kidnapped. Yeah. (laughs) Instead of like surveying your entire house like I can recall (laughs) my my middle sister she was probably only about six or seven at the time so okay same age as John John Bennett John John Bennett John Bennett John it's like whatever yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) she took our dog for a walk and she was only just supposed to go like up and down the street to where we like my parents could see her okay parents turn away for like a minute she's gone oh my god <laughs> so you know my parents are freaking out obviously like my dad gets in the car to like go drive around the neighborhood my mom's like stomping down the street like squeezing the life out of my hand yeah, but yeah. both of them are like one she has the dog and the dog hasn't come, like, running back, so she's probably okay, but, like, where the fuck is she? But, yeah. like, not once. I mean, they found her literally around the corner, so, like, oh, God. With, the, with the dog, she just happened to, like, talk to her friend that lives, like, just around the bed. But, like, their first thought was not, like, oh, my God, a van came and kidnapped her. Yeah. <laughs> I need to call 911. She's been kidnapped. Like, what? Right. Why would that be anyone's first thought? No, I know. I know. And and that's the thing too that I started questioning is that like if if I had any reason to think that my kid has gone missing just because she wasn't in bed at a certain hour at that age, I would probably have some secret um because like there's a reason why I'm thinking people want to take my kid yeah right like there's shady stuff going on for sure so I was like you clearly have other issues that you need to deal with because your first thought is someone stole my kid that's not normal guys there's yeah no that's not normal that's fishy right I just don't get, like, any podcast or anything I've listened to or, like, people sort of, like, debate the two sides about this case. People get so defensive saying, like, it wasn't the family. It's not a cover-up. It wasn't them. Yeah. But, like, there's just too much that's weird. Yeah. 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 I mean I think even if it if if it wasn't the family directly like the family didn't kill their daughter put her in the basement or whatever fine but at the end of the day the family was involved in my opinion at the very least oh yeah 
Like they did something to get her in the place that she happened to get into. Right? Should should we explain that? <laughs> um we're saying like it was the mother. Yeah. Like, <laughs> not once yeah. <laughs> does it mention what exactly happened. I know, I know. Six year old dead and it was the mom. Oh my god. So <laughs> Okay, one of the things that, like, I read, though, that, like, stuck out to me that I um, started convincing myself that it might be the family is because the the police, the Boulder detectives, um, let the dad disrupt the crime scene by, like, tell, like, letting him take her body from the basement. And like you said... This is the 90s. We're not stupid. There's a protocol with, you know, don't touch the scene because there's evidence there. And I'm like, if the, the family also, what like, from my understanding, they're kind of rich or actually super wealthy. Yeah. Right? So I was like, maybe there were other people involved in it because the family clearly didn't want to get their own hands dirty. And this mm-hmm. is a very good, like, this is a very easy piece of evidence to say that, you know, even the police were part of it. Because who in their right mind is like, yes, go ahead, take your dead body, your daughter's dead body out from the crime scene. Like, no one ever does that. No. Even if you're grieving, they're like, stand back. We don't give a shit. Right? Yeah. So I was like, well, there you go. Clearly, everyone else was involved in this murder because <laughs> they let something as stupid as that happen. Like, that's so dumb. Yeah. Right? And, the, and now they can easily say that all the evidence that happened to be around the crime scene, you can't um, take into account anymore because he moved her body. Yeah. How, how did they know that nothing else was compromised with? It's so like, dumb. It's so dumb. I just want to know, like... What would be the motive for, like, the cop to be involved? Like, my first thought is, like, whoever would have, like, paid them off. Yeah. But, like, I don't, like, was was that, like, a big thing in the 90s? I I mean, it still is now, kind of. I'm sure. I guess if there's a dirty cop, there's a dirty cop. Yeah. Hmm. Right? And this would have been huge because these guys are pretty wealthy. So easily would have been like, we did this, letting you know ahead of time. Like, is there any way that we can just make all the evidence circumstantial? And then the police were like, sure, just step into the crime scene. (laughs) Just cross that yellow tape. (laughs) Done. (laughs) Now we can't use it because you moved her. Um... Yeah, no, I was just like, I when I read that, I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever read. Unreal. <laughs> so I guess that's what makes it unsolvable, though, then, right? Like, yeah. Because no one knows what the fuck happened. No, no. Like, there's no pristine crime scene. Like, oh. no one knows. Although there was, like, that random boot print. Yeah. The random blueprint. 
Hannah Blueprint. Or the one that was so meticulously placed there. <laughs> Ooh. Right? Conspiracy theory. They're throwing people off the scent is what I think. <laughs> it's the cops. They brought in a boot. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, I, you know, all the articles are saying that they, there were no signs of an intruder. I mean, it's either the family or someone who was able to get in because the family let them in. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, there's no other way this person can get in without it seeming like they tried really hard to get into the house. Yeah. Would, like, no sign of an intruder also mean, like, you know, nothing else in the house was, like, disrupted, you know? There wasn't... Yeah. Like, there's nothing to prove that there was anyone else who didn't live in the house. In yeah. The house. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, it like, it, it almost... I think their definition of it would have been that, um, like, the whole no signs of her fighting back type of situation mm -hmm. and stuff that's the, I think that's the same where she more or less went willingly I think so it was someone she knew probably I feel like you know what maybe you're onto something <laughs> maybe the cop maybe there was a cop that was involved because if there was like no struggle I mean a cop knows how not to leave DNA around yeah and they could have been easily let in the house. There was no struggle, so the mother could have woken her up at 5 a.m. Yeah. And, like, I mean, I don't know about anyone else, but, like, you know, growing up, my parents sort of taught me, I want to say to fear the police, but they were very much people who were like, if you don't stop, the police are going to come get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I wouldn't fight back a police officer especially at six years old yeah yeah if a cop is doing anything to me like I'm not gonna say anything yeah and then for her to be like a pageant kid too yeah she's gotta definitely be like some super like obedient like follows directions kind of a kid yeah yeah the yeah. cop did it the cop yeah. right did it. we solved it we did it again <laughs> I mean, seriously though, like it's just it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make no. any sense that it could not have been the family. The very least were involved. They did it. Yeah. And then from there we can move on and try and solve it, but like it's the family. <laughs> that. I mean, I guess if we have to discuss other theories, but we we know. Yeah. We know. Or them, sorry, not just the mom. <laughs> um I did, so I did read um, at some point that the, the police um, connected it to Gary Olva, Oliva. He, uh, he was 54 and he was a convicted pedophile, currently serving a 10 year sentence in Colorado for possession of child porn. And then he was up for parole in 2020, so now. Mm -hmm. I mean, that sucks. He's, like, stuck outside for Rona. Um, <laughs> and apparently he was a longtime suspect in her case. And allegedly, he actually confessed to a friend that he accidentally killed her. 
um, because he was writing, I guess, letters to like an old classmate. Um, and he, he wrote in the letters that he's like, I killed her. Um, and then, so the Daily Mail was the one to report all of these um, articles. And they actually, I, I found a portion of it uh, where they like, uh, they quoted one of his letters. And this is when I actually needed to stop doing my research again, because I was like, this is so gross. Um, so he wrote to his friend, he said, John Binet completely changed me and removed all evil from me. Just one look at her beautiful face, her glowing, beautiful skin, and her divine God body. <gasps> I know. I realized I was wrong to kill other kids. Yet by accident, she died, and it was my fault. Dude. Oh. Okay, maybe it wasn't the cop. <laughs> but I mean, also, why, why, if he was a convicted pedophile, like, I, there has to be some sort of connection to him being around her and the family knowing that he was around her, right? Because then I think when you're a convicted pedophile or a rapist or something, um, when you get released, you have to tell the neighborhood mm -hmm. that you're convicted of that. So, yeah. duh, the family knows that there's a convicted pedophile living around them yeah and would just easily been like yeah you know do your gross thing around my daughter yeah hope that she dies it would make sense for it to be him yeah but i don't know is it possible at all that like this guy just like happened upon her story and just like gets off to it because he himself has has killed you know a bunch of kids like other kids yeah. yeah, like in the letters, like, is it possible that he's just like, oh, yeah, it was me? Because, like, that's just what, <laughs> like, Rev's attention or whatever. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, it, it makes sense. Like, it, it checks the boxes you think it should check. Like, you know, it's a yeah. pedophile. He's, he was in jail for a very long time. He, there's, like, a letter about it. But, yeah, like, how would he have, possibly had access to this child being like a known felon for you know for so long oh i don't know right it feels fishy and i mean he could easily pretend you know her picture was on every like newspaper news station so yeah, yeah. you can absolutely write a letter that looks like this when you've only really seen her face yeah. Right? And then you can be really gross about it, talk about her six-year-old god body, but that's... That's... Oh I wonder so, if maybe he was, like, someone who, um, like, went and watched, like, those pageants. Oh. Oh. Maybe. I mean, he was into child porn, so I can see him watching things that are free. And then just being really creepy about it. Yeah. Ugh. Uh... Yeah, so we solved the case. I just like the, the his his friend was saying that um he's convinced 
or he, when he called the Boulder police, uh, he told them like what he knew about Gary and uh, the police never followed up. Despite what he knew. See, with the other case, that makes me think that they're all idiots. But with this one being so modern. Yeah. I don't know like I don't I don't take that as like them being like negligent I feel like there has to be a reason that unless the police were also involved the three-person deal yeah yeah Yeah. like everything feels so like fishy and it only kind of rounds up to the control of the police right because they let the dad do what he did in the evidence now they're ignoring someone who clearly has some sort of evidence towards like a confession yeah right and they're like it's probably like it's not it's not anything we have to follow up for (laughs) it's so dumb (sighs) um yeah apparently he wasn't considered a suspect until 2000 Oh my god. I know. Does that mean they, like, is this still an active case? Um, it's a good question. I asked the same thing because January 10 of 2000, I want to say 2000, um, Hold on, let me click on the link because I, I can't actually remember when this article was written, but um, it was the same year this article was written. So it was, oh, 2019. Oh. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, so the article that I found was saying <clears throat> that on January 10, the Boulder Police Department issued a statement to the media and on its website that seems like it was a response to the Daily Mail writing that Gary Oliva was like one of the suspects that should probably be investigated. Mm -hmm. Um, And the department just said that they routinely receive information on this investigation. Information provided to the police department is reviewed along with the many tips and theories we receive. There are no new updates in in this investigation. The department will not comment further. So in my mind, it's not solved because they're ignoring a bunch of shit again. <laughs> like, why even? Like, it's a giant fuck you. That entire statement is just like, no, we don't care. Yeah, pretty much. There's people looking at stuff, so, like, relax. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is basically what they said. And I was like, that's so dumb. Yeah. That's incredibly stupid, boys. I just, like, these killers, though, like, are they that good or are they just lucky? Like, all of these unsolved, like, murders and stuff, like, were they, like, actually meticulous and, like, had a plan that makes them, you know, uncatchable? Or did they just, like, win the jackpot and, like, had some negligent cops or, like, I need to know. Yeah, no, that's a really, that's 
that's actually super interesting. It's, it's weird because like I watch a bunch of um, like ghost things and then like criminal minds for a lot of these serial killer stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's like, it's, it's a weird thing to wonder if it's because they're really meticulous and they don't get caught because mm-hmm. a lot of the time, I mean, not a lot of the time, but more often than not, a lot of the serial killers want to be found because they want the infamy of doing it, right? Right. Like, you know, like in Criminal Minds, you'll have killers go back to the scene and literally be right there while the cops are trying to solve it. And they're like, oh, this is my work. Yeah. (laughs) So I don't know if it's like, I I mean, you're probably right in, in... the sense that the neglect was there and like the evidence is so clear but the cops were like nah I don't want to like fuck with this or whatever yeah because if a killer was one of those psychopaths or sociopaths who take pride in what they did easily would have been like here this is who I am yeah <laughs> tell the world that I did <laughs> so I just my credit Right? Like, it blows my mind that some of these, like, the Black Dahlia's killer, mm-hmm. um, I feel like it's hard because the 1940s is so dismissible that you're like, there's really no way in them solving that case. But, yeah. you know, if they kept on it, if they wanted to open a cold case, um, I think that case would have been easily solved because the killer took so much time to kill her yeah but there's a lot of pride in what they did mm-hmm. so it, it feels like the meticulous um like way that they did it isn't because they're like i'm crazy but it's because i did some good work <laughs> right yeah I mean, John Bonet's case definitely is less like I did some good work vibe because they like killed her and then put her in her basement. Yeah. Um, and like they raped her and stuff, which is also disgusting. But yeah. I just, yeah, I don't know. No, I think you're right. I mean, the only sort of like knowledge I have about serial killers is from tv and movies and stuff like um I don't know if you've ever watched Mindhunter yeah 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 okay I was gonna say that would be right up your alley but like you're right like I mean the first thing that comes to my mind is like Dexter yes I love Dexter (laughs) (laughs) like they they are proud of their work like it's like a like they're cocky about it yeah especially like the longer they can get away with it but like I like the going back to the the crime scene that seems to be like like that's always a thing yeah always yeah in every like every show every movie that's always it yeah they were there in some capacity yeah that's why it's so weird for me to think that these cases can't easily be solved now. Like at the, I get it, you know, they, they were so long ago, but people mm-hmm. still write about it. And you can't just yeah. blatantly ignore 
someone confessing. Yeah. Right. I mean, if I was a family, I would care. But also, if I was a family that orchestrated the murder, I wouldn't care. So I think it's the family. They clearly aren't like, follow up on my dead six-year-old daughter's murder. They're like, you know what? Whatever. Yeah. I know, like, the son was always sort of brought back up and put into the spotlight. Mm -hmm. Like, he was on, like, talk shows and all this because he was who a lot of people thought did it as well. Yeah, I read that. So, like, that poor kid, like, if he actually didn't do it, like, that's got to suck to relive that trauma, like, consistently. Yeah. But if he did do it, he's having the time of his life. I know. Especially if he's crazy. He's yeah. like, fuck it. I, I, I did it and got away with it. Yeah. I remember hearing something. I think it was a podcast. I'm like 99% sure it was this case. Um, but he was like, he was drawing on the walls like with his poop. Ew. Oh, yeah. I, I, I have a feeling I know what you're talking about. And apparently, like, in psychology, that's, um, that's, like, a sign or, like, a symptom or whatever of, um, like, trauma. Like, that's how children sort of express that they have been through trauma or like, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. So, that kid was, is not okay. <laughs> no, no. To be smearing his poop on the wall and have that be, like, a definition of, like, yeah, that kid's going through some shit. Yeah. Like, he, he's not okay. There's something going on. And he either did it or saw it. Yeah. Wasn't his, like, DNA somewhere around there as well? Or am I? Um, uh, I don't remember the brother's DNA ever being anywhere near it. Um, They were just accusing him of it because like, I think like there was like a TV show or like a documentary that came up and then they were using him to be the person. Oh. Yeah. I never actually read anywhere where the cops tried the DNA, which... Again, it's super stupid. I know. <laughs> I was oh like, God. yeah, no, I never read anywhere that like the cops, all the articles said that the cops would have suspects and then compare their DNA to the DNA to John Bonet's, but there wasn't anything that like they ran the DNA through the system. What the fuck? Yeah. I know. Do you think that's because like the dad managed to tamper like tamper with the scene so they were sort of like well what's the point because it's like just him or whatever I or mean, like or were they just being stupid I think they were just being stupid to be honest because why else would you like why even tell the media that you would compare a possible suspect's DNA to the one that was inside her when you don't even really know whose possible DNA it was. Mm -hmm. So I think they were choosing not to, like, express. Like, that's so stupid. That is so stupid. 
Oh my god, this is... <laughs> Cops don't know what they've been doing since 1947. I know. Freaking idiots. I know. Oh my god. Yeah. This is why they needed more women. Yeah. A woman would have questioned everything. 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 I mean, Men have yeah. one question. And it's like a yes or no question, and then they're yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. Did, you, like, oh. did you do it? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, okay. No. Okay, on. next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's another reason why I thought that the mom, not the mom, I keep saying the mom did it, but the family was involved because, mm-hmm. like, as a mom, I wouldn't let this go. All right, sorry, I'm not a mom, yeah. but, like, knowing mothers, and my mom would be, like, all over this. Yeah. So... She didn't seem so much like she cared. I mean, she was sad on, like, news, um, um, what is it called, on, like, news stations and stuff. Obviously, you yeah. have to tend to cry, but, I mean, that's easily done. Just, like, poke your eye before the camera turns on. Yeah. Some eye drops. <laughs> right? Yeah. Easily done. She didn't have to care. So, I was, like, after reading these two cases, I was like, wow, I hate unsolved murders. <laughs> Yeah. Ah, oh, they're so stupid. They're just um, they're so infuriating. Like, I know. What are you guys doing? Yeah, no, it, it just seemed like they didn't care. That's the worst part about all of it is that. Yeah. So I was, uh, this was fun. This was more of a <laughs> lighthearted episode. <laughs> lighthearted just out here solving murders i know we solved the black dahlia case we probably solved the john benet case people just don't want to like admit it we're getting close yeah yeah so we think it's the family if not they're involved we think that the police are definitely involved oh they gotta be yeah when in doubt it's the cops right (laughs) (laughs) are we just dismissing the the pedophile Oh, I forgot about him. <laughs> He's so unforgettable. He's so forgettable. Oh my god. The thing I just keep thinking about though is like I think like there was some statistic um I think when I was like reading up on on John Bonet about like when it's kids, like more often than not it's like someone they know. Yeah. Yeah. Which would explain like, you know, no forced entry or whatever. So like, oh my god, like all these theories sound so good like they all slightly make sense yeah but I just I always come back to a family yeah yeah me too like it's just it's the the way that they reacted and the way that they responded to just how the case ended up becoming is Mm -hmm. so unlike a family that cared yeah Right, and she's she was so young. She was a baby. Yeah, like she had so much ahead of her. And if anything, like she got you some money because she was part of pageants all the time and won them. Yeah, right. That's true. So, like, why you, would you want to kill your source of income? Yeah, like at the very least. <laughs> I mean it's your own flesh and blood but yeah. what about the money 
<laughs> oh my god oh my god oh yeah these were kind of exhausting to do research on i was just like this is still like frustrating to yeah. have the amount of like neglect that cops have or or i was i am gonna be talking about a different um murder yeah i'm gonna talk I'm, I'm gonna be talking about a different murder um later in like later episodes but have you ever heard of the lizzie borden um case yes yeah um yeah i don't know if you watch um her name's mikey or like glam and gore on youtube no no she does a lot of like fx makeup but like around halloween she always does something like a halloween themed like cluster of videos okay so for one of them she went and stayed at like the most um like haunted um most haunted like hotels to see if they could pick up anything like to go ghost hunting um and if i'm not mistaken the lizzie borden house i think you can rent rooms so she did that so like but like for each like thing she would explain like why it's supposed to be haunted so like i don't know much about the lizzie borden case but i i do know like it is very interesting i do know a little bit (laughs) (laughs) yeah the she hers actually came up because i was doing another one and i just got bored so i like mixed it and (laughs) um her case is 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 interesting because she clearly did it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so many circumstances of her case that like back then made sense to people and I don't understand why it made sense to people. And that's why yeah. she got away with it. Um, and I also understand very much like why her house is now haunted because I would be angry as fuck if I was yeah. her parents and uh I'm like that's this is so dumb like these murders are so like annoying and i was hoping it was more just uh like it's just a haunted like bed and breakfast um yeah like more of like a ghost story as opposed to because she was actually crazy and she got away with it yeah and then it just ended up being another murder that i'm like this is so dumb and they never <laughs> solved it because they oh, fuck <laughs> It's not even a closed case technically because they never solved it. It's so You're gonna solve it though. So it's clearly you guys. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I uh I had I had a lot of fun doing these and I and maybe like if if uh I decide to do the other ones with a guest, just because I can't just be yelling at <laughs> <in> my episode. <laughs> by myself when I'm talking about these things because they get so like not fun. Um they would see getting real heated right if you were like left alone. Be like, you know, okay, you know what? Girl. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's one point where like Chris was because I was doing all my research out here and Chris was like gaming or whatever and he like came over and he's like, oh like you're still doing your research or whatever, like homework. And I mm-hmm. ended up like he didn't even ask me anything about it. He just made that statement. I was just like holy shit, do you know Lizzie Borden? She did the fucking thing. And he's like, I have no idea what you're talking about, but you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> as you're explaining your theories, you can see how the anger just sort of builds, like your voice raises a bit and then you get the arms going and then you're yelling and then you're slamming the table. Oh, so, <laughs> so bad. Um, the, the only respite that I had from doing all of this research is um, there's this one podcast that I love. It's called Lore. And okay. he does, like, he basically reads all these urban legends and murders and ghost stories and stuff like that. And he has, like, probably one of the most relaxing voices I've ever heard in my entire life. Um, so if you, like, want to check it out, he's actually, he's really good. Um, and he even has, like, an Amazon show. So he'll okay. have, like, actors actually act out some of the stories that he's featured on his <gasps> podcast. Oh, um, and one cool. of them was... I can't, I will, I will butcher how to pronounce it. It's German. It's the Hitler Kfek murders. No. Even if you were saying that right, I don't think I, (laughs) I don't think I've ever heard of it. (laughs) This one's actually really fun. It, It was fun to read about because it's so, it was genuinely like a ghost story around the campfire type of murder. Um, oh. it, it still not, it's not solved. Um, okay. and the police in the story actually felt like they wanted to solve it. Um, <laughs> so not, not at any point was I like, what the fuck guys? Like, why would you <laughs> not think of this shit? Um, so that, that was the only one that I was like, holy fuck, this is crazy. Um, yeah. it's been like 95 years and they still haven't really, they keep the case open. Oh right they're just like at one point i'll solve it i was <laughs> i was reading it and this was that this was one of the ones where i um i i had no i have no idea i have no idea about this classic whodunit i know yeah it was <laughs> it as it actually is a classic whodunit i was like holy fuck like who possibly could have done this <laughs> so fucking creepy i have zero hunches (laughs) um yeah the last they've ever had of this case was in like 2007 so it's been a while but like that's crazy they did in 2007 though they did say that they the police thinks they solved the crime but again it was that whole point of they can't or they choose not to release the killer's name on behalf of the fact that like the family would have like weird pain or whatever yeah so is that like like they're not releasing the name of the suspect or like they've charged someone and they're just not saying who's been charged uh they've they're not releasing the name of the suspect oh okay yeah Yeah. i know i'm like you don't even really know who's that gonna hurt yeah no just okay what about if if they find them guilty, then can we get the name? I know. <laughs> You've sold you know, Maybe let us know. <laughs> there's hard evidence, okay? Like, no one in the family can be like, I can't take it. I don't believe you. Because, like, hello, literally, look, he's in jail. Yeah, yeah. This is so, what your family member did. Yeah, yeah, fuck up, man. Yeah. <laughs> I need to know. I know. I'm hoping that, that for that case, at least, like, it'd be nice if they solved it. Just because... Um, it blows my mind that that's even a thing. Like, what happened with that with that case? Oh my god! Okay, I'm gonna have to look this up. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. I think this episode is almost 
two hours again. I'm thinking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't say the time on the recording. Oh. Yeah. No, it doesn't. That'd be so helpful if it did. I know. I'm like, I just want to know how long this was. Um, but yeah, I will uh, probably ask you to come back for the other murders and or haunted houses because this was a lot of fun. And I don't want to be playing by myself when I'm angry. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for being on my podcast again. You're always so much fun. Oh, thanks for having me. I always have so much fun. <laughs> The, the, I don't, I mean, I know I told you this already, but I, um, a lot of the, the people who listen to it that like aren't family and friends, um, mm -hmm. actually were saying that it was, it was really nice to hear, um, your experience with like therapy and stuff for the first like episode. Um, just be, yeah. Like I, I had like actual like people on Instagram say that it, it, it you sounded really genuine and it wasn't like, mm -hmm. I asked you to talk about therapy because I <laughs> The things about it type of thing I was like no I mean she genuinely was going through a thing and like it was nice to hear that you you know like the other side of finding a therapist is is yeah. not usually talked about right like I'm not the one going you know it's so hard to find a therapist I'm the one going people should be in therapy <laughs> so so people who are you being like, oh, it's hard like it sucks sometimes yeah <laughs> so i'll have you back on for like um more mental health stuff because you are still the person that i go to for all that shit so it's oh yeah you're still I the person too yeah and i got a lot of them a lot of issues yeah okay <laughs> but the nice thing about us is that we know we have issues you know what that is a very good point right we've passed the denial phase yeah and we're into the whatever it means to, you know, try and help yourself. Yeah. <laughs> the self-improvement phase. I, yeah. <laughs> whatever the 12 steps of grief are, whatever many steps of grief. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. This is the hardest step by far. Yeah. This is pretty difficult, but it's nice to have friends like you. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'm, a, I'm not gonna keep you any longer. Um, also, because it's gonna be like, I barely edit the episode, so it's always just like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like rambling, talking, at because I'm just like, I never want it to end, and yeah. you have to listen to two hours worth of podcast. <laughs> um, okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll end it here and say goodbye to everybody. Um, I hope that you guys come back to the next episodes where I talk about more spooky things. Hopefully, probably with Kaylee, because this was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Happy October. Bye, guys.